You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Come on, get your food. Come on, come on. Got some stuff for you. Sweetie, sweetie, you better hurry. You'll be late for your podcast. Oh my gosh, thanks for telling me. Podcast starts anytime. Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather, and you're listening to the first and possibly the last ever episode of What Were You Thinking? A weekly internet radio show about exotic pets. Joining me is my wife Linda who plays a very large role in both of my books for reasons that we'll be getting to shortly. Also joining me, as you can probably hear right now, are some of our pet birds. They're chattering away in the background even as I speak. There's Howard the Dove. Hi, Howard. African Gray Parrot Dusty. African Gray Parrot Bella. Chattering, talking. We have parakeets, Harvey, and Sheila. Now, at various times, you might also hear a few outdoor birds trying to get into the act, plus assorted traffic noises, our furnace or our air conditioner, hail, raging winds, thunder, blizzards, and of course, the telephone. That's because Linda and I said no, absolutely not, to the offer of doing what were you thinking from a state-of-the-art studio for a seven-figure salary? That's not for us, is it, Linda? No, it is not. Nope. And instead, we said yes to doing the show from our dining room at no salary whatsoever. So on this, our very first show, we're going to talk a little bit about how I became a pet person, thanks to Linda. And we'll also talk about some of the animals we've had over the years. We'll also talk about what we'll be doing on future episodes of What Were You Thinking and how you can be on the show. Linda has lots of ways that you can contribute. Finally, we're going to talk about one of our pets, just one this week, and probably talk about one pet each week. And we're going to talk about a type of pet bird that's generally overlooked when people think about getting a pet bird. And he's our dove, Howard. Howard's, how old is Howard right now, Linda? About 17 years old, I think. Yeah, Howard's about 17, and he's just a wonderful bird. Uh, I, I mentioned my books, and my first book, Enslaved by Ducks, uh, that's published by Algonquin Books of Chapel Hill, just to give my publisher a plug there. It's the story of how I went from living a peaceful, pet-free existence in our home in West Michigan 
to living an existence of almost constant pestering thanks to a couple dozen animals as of the writing of that book. How many animals do we have now, Linda? Well, approximately 45 assorted pets, indoor and outdoor. Yeah, besides the indoor pets, we have uh, uh, ducks and geese and hens outside, and at one point we had turkeys. And uh, uh, Linda and I are going to talk about how this all happened, that how I became a pet person, and Linda was always one, but uh, I guess uh, how she turned me into a pet person. And uh, uh, Linda, what was our first pet? Was it Binky? Yep. Well, Binky, we got in 1989, and I think we went to a, a rabbit show at the mall, and there was all kinds of wonderful rabbits in cages, and the one we picked out was a, a dwarf Dutch that was black and white, and we named him Binky. Now, now you said there was all kinds of wonderful rabbits. Would you describe Binky as a wonderful rabbit? He didn't happen to be one of the wonderful ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Binky was pretty uh, antisocial, and um, uh, we were pretty green as far as uh, what to look for in a rabbit. He was just very little when we got him. Yeah. Uh, Bob sat on him on the couch with him and there was a little uh, problem there right from the beginning. Yeah, we uh, first of all we should have known something was wrong with Binky when uh, we couldn't even carry him out of the mall ourselves. He was just uh, feisty, feisty, clawing and scratching and the man we bought him from had to carry him out to the car for us. And we got him home and uh, Linda told me well he just needs to be held a little bit. Didn't, so didn't, didn't seem to go too well. No, um, I uh, held Binky on my lap and he promptly peed all over me. Mm-hmm. And a nice so, new couch. Yeah, brand new couch. Uh, and so that that was a, a unfortunate situation. It was. And now, uh, Linda, you had uh, talked me into getting a pet rabbit because basically you had presented the case that rabbits wouldn't be any trouble at all. Quiet animals, no trouble. Okay, so maybe you want to talk a little bit about whether Binky was trouble at all. Well, he pretty much was trouble from the first day we got him. He, as you said, was not the friendliest creature in the world. And he would run from us and he turned his back on us. Uh, he, he did like to sit in the same room with us. I will say that for him. And he, w- he liked to sit near us, but he always turned his back on us. That was one unusual thing he did. And he also loved chewing on electrical wires. We've never had a creature that liked chewing on electrical wires as much as Binky did. And he didn't just chew on any wire, although uh, I guess given the chance he would, but he liked to go for my most expensive wires. Like, uh, remarkably, we gave him pretty much the run of the house at the time, and he would uh, go upstairs and... Um, Hide. Hide, but also, before doing that, bite through some of my most expensive uh, computer cables. Yeah, he loved to hide and bite wires. Mm-hmm. That was his, one of his favorite activities in life. And um, one time... Got his whiskers zapped one time doing that. He did. We pulled him out. He used to like to wedge himself between the bed and our wall and bite uh, electrical wires. And I remember taking him out once, and um, we found that on one side of his face, his uh, whiskers were all fried. Mm-hmm. So so uh, he, he was uh, quite an education. Uh, he also... Remember the little lavender harness? Oh, okay. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, we didn't trust. We didn't have a pen for him outside, and we wanted to take him on a walk. And we thought we'd get him a little harness and take him on a walk that way. But sort of like cats are, he was very stubborn about that harness. He didn't like us putting it on him for one thing, and he certainly did not like taking walks with it for with it for another thing. 
he would either bolt forward really fast and then stop real stubbornly and not move after that, or just in general, he would just sit perfectly still and not want to move at all. Um, when we were uh, up at my cabin, before we were married, I lived up at, uh, in my cabin at Morley, and there was a little cliff, and he would run straight for that cliff, and then I would have to try to pull him back before he, it wasn't a steep cliff, but a cliff that had a, a swale at the bottom of it, and he would perversely want to run for that cliff just so that I would, would, to make me mad, I presume. But he uh, he was a very cute little rabbit, but always had bad habits. He did. And now, that that's that was our first animal, and um, Linda was very clever, um, not duplicitous, but uh, uh, she talked me into getting the rabbit because, well, I think you, you didn't think he'd be in trouble, did you? No, and he was so adorable. He was. He was cute. Uh, the next bird, and we're going to talk more about Howard later, but uh, Howard the dove, and Linda, remember, I still wasn't a pet person at this point, and Linda got Howard into the house by uh, giving Howard to me as an anniversary an present. anniversary present. Very first anniversary as a present that's, in 1991. That's right. And um, we also, at that time, uh, around then, we got a pair, uh, excuse me, a canary named Chester. And uh, again, uh, he was a present. He was a present. You can't refuse a present. No. And so. Uh, uh, you know, I opened up a suspicious cage-shaped package on my birthday. I heard rustling inside, <laughs> and I knew that I was doomed. And there was a very nice canary named Chester. and um, Who acted a lot like a parakeet after we got parakeets. He did. Um, he was not a shrinking violet. He not would, at all. He would uh, chase the other parakeets. And, um, in fact, we later got another canary named Elliot who was... Acted the same way. Even feistier, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, then uh, the first animal, I think, uh, after a while that we actually sought out was a parrot. We, um, oh, oh, we had a little, that's right, we had a little green pocket parrot named Ollie. And we're going to be talking about Ollie at great length on another show. But um, Ollie was our uh, a most unfortunate entry into the world of parrots. Um, uh, what would you like to say about Ollie? Well, Ollie makes Binky look like a gilded angel. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he we we describe him as sort of the um, Mussolini of parrots, and um, he uh, really was a little dictator. He wanted something and loud, loud, pretty much continuously. Yeah, um, I I write you in my you could hear him down the road. I I write in my book in Slay by Ducks that if you were to hear. One or two chirps from Ollie, you wouldn't think much of it. It seemed fairly inoffensive, but uh, he wouldn't unleash these chirps one at a time. They would be in tens, hundreds, thousands. They would just be strings and strings of these chirps, and you'd hear them all day, and it was because he wanted something. There was pretty much no time during the day when he didn't want something. Right, and um, he was amiable enough. Ollie would, um, he loved people, and if there was one thing he loved more than people, it was biting people. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, talk about what would happen when Ollie rode on someone's shoulder. He'd be good for approximately, oh, 30 seconds, maybe one minute if you're lucky, and then you'd get a, a sort of a unpleasant little nip on your neck or your cheek. Yeah, I mean, sometimes... Or it, if he's on your finger, on your finger. Sometimes it would draw blood. And that would be probably because he wanted me to sing. He liked to hear me sing because he would sing along with me in his own fashion. And if you weren't singing to him, he had to punish you for not singing to him. That's right. That's right. Now, Ali, I should mention, um, 
is uh, an orange, Ollie was an orange chin pocket parrot, and that's a member of the Brodigaris family. He's a little, we got him from a pet shop. Yep, he's a little green parrot. Um, the lady that was there was not the proprietor. She was someone that was taking over while the proprietor was at a bird show. And most all the birds in the shop were at the bird show. Many of them were. He was one of the ones that was left behind, and I think we know why. Yes, that's because he was a naughty bird that no one in their right mind would buy. <laughs> that's why he was. And we bought him uh, for, for reasons unknown. And well, we took him back once, remember? We did. Right I, in the beginning. Ollie was so naughty that... Um, after what? Back he went. Yeah, about a week with him, was well, it? it wasn't even a week. Yeah. Um, he I, wanted a nice bird. Yeah, and I was tired of getting um, holes chewed in my flesh and holes chewed in my shirt collars. And uh, so I took him back. That's it. He's going back. And we uh, brought back a um, gray cheek, po gray -cheek gray pocket chick. parrot that yeah, was so mild-mannered. No personality, no personality whatsoever. And, um, We've both wept at the breakfast table over having taken Ollie back and we, felt so bad we immediately went back yeah, and got we, him. We were like kidnapped victims who fall under the spell of their captor. <laughs> and so we made the biggest mistake in our life. We went uh, back and got we him. We went back and got being Pleaded to have him back. That's right. So these are just... Um, just a couple of the animals that we've had over the years. and uh, Remember Binky's, uh, we forgot to say about Binky and his favorite food. Oh, go ahead. Bananas. Oh, yes. He would always beg for bananas every time he was out at a meal time. And he would, we got some good photographs of him eating his bananas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he liked a bedtime song. Oh, could you, would you like to perform that bedtime song? I don't remember the whole thing, but um, you'd have to just kind of like kneel down by his cage put your kind of pet him while you're singing to him oh he's the bunny the very best bunny oh he's the bunny for you and me oh he's the bunny the very best bunny he's the best bunny can't you see oh my head I wouldn't hurts. really say that put him to sleep but no liked it. it drove me out of the room I'll say that <laughs> okay well um I think uh, we'll leave some of the other animals for uh, future shows because we've got uh, turkeys and geese and ducks and all kinds of things to talk about. We'll be right back with more of What Were You Thinking after these potentially important messages. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Okay, welcome back to What Were You Thinking? Now, this show isn't always going to be just 
Linda and me talking. Uh, we're going to be having guests on future episodes of What Were You Thinking? If we can corral anybody. Um, we want to hear from you. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I, I plan on trying to get other pet book authors, uh, animal rehabbers, uh, even some wild bird experts, and of course, owners of exotic pets of all types. And exotic at least according to how veterinarians classify it, means pretty much any animal except... Rabbits, chickens, ducks, anything reptiles, but a dog or a cat. turtles. Okay. Those are considered exotic. Yeah, anything but a dog or a cat. And uh, even a parakeet. A parakeet is exotic. Think of that. Really? Yeah. So Linda has some great ideas about what she'd like to see on the show, so go ahead, Linda. Well, these are just some things that I happen to think of that I wrote down. Um, we'd like to hear from people all over the country and even outside of the country telling about their lives with whatever pets they have and what are some of the unusual habits of your pet or pets. How does their personality blend or sometimes not blend with your personality? What things about your pet do you especially love? Are there some special problems or annoyances you'd like to discuss? Maybe somebody out there has the same problem, has dealt with it, and come up with a good solution to it. So we'd like to hear from from you about things like that. Um, I, we'd really like to hear from people who have unusual pets. That's so fun to hear about. Yeah, I've um, gotten emails from people who have mice and uh, tarantulas and probably even things. Do you, do you remember anything more unusual than that? Well, I don't know, but wouldn't you think people in other parts of the world would have different kind of pets? Yeah, I mean, I'm fun. just curious about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we like to hear from people who have lots of pets. That's always fun to hear about. And those who have a job involving pets and how that goes. Uh, we like to hear stories, especially stories. We love to hear stories about pets. I think that's so fun to hear stories of, about people and their pets. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if people who have lots of pets or work with pets for a living would be in any kind of mental condition to even come on this show. <laughs> Situation like us, for instance. Yeah. And how did you come to get your pet? And is there any special story involved in getting that pet? What was there about this particular pet that made you want to have them so much and bring them into your life? Do you have a pet that's particularly human acting or babyish acting or spoiled acting or, or whatever? I'm sure you've got some ideas on that. If, if you have any good ideas on pens, feeds, toys, or anything that enhances the lives of pets, we'd like to hear about that. Are there some special games or activities you share with your pets that you think everybody would like to know about? And we would like to know about the traits of your pet and what makes them so special. Or not special. Or not special. If there's something you would like to hear about on the show, we, we're certainly open to suggestions. Um, if you want us to just go away, I guess you can, you can tell us that, too. <laughs> so anything, any good ideas you got for topics, Bob would love to hear them, I'm sure. We've had so much enjoyment with our pets over the years, and we're really looking forward to being in contact with other people who love animals like we do and whose lives are closely linked to animals. Since we also love nature in general, we may mention things like bird watching, butterflies, and other things of interest we see and hear in our daily life, and we just can't wait to hear from you and get to know you and your pets. That's right. Um, you had you brought up something this morning I thought was really interesting, and that was, um, what did you say you'd like to hear people about a phrase they commonly say? What would be a phrase that 
you if you had I can't remember how it went let's see. I think it was what phrase if you, if you have to pick a phrase most repeated to your pet what would it be mm -hmm. uh, that should be get some interesting mm -hmm. responses mm -hmm. and you you had for example a phrase like that you with say dusty a, don't bite that and or to, don't do that and your phrase to but for Bella is uh, Bella don't throw your seeds on the floor yeah Bella, don't do that. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or maybe so you might have something you've repeated one thousand times, like certain things I have around my house. Mm -hmm. Howard, stop chasing Sheila. <laughs> Sheila's our, our parakeet. little parrot, little girl parakeet. Mm -hmm. And at the um, bottom of the show, um, I'll give you our email address so that you can email us because I have a special um, petliferadio.com email address. So. Um, We'll do that. And um, uh, anything else you want to say on that subject? Yeah, I I just love the I just love turtles. We don't have a pet turtle, but we'd love to hear from people that have pet turtles. Interesting. Uh, well, any kind of turtle, but those big kinds uh, that live in the house. I'd love to hear from somebody talking about them and what that is like having them. And boy, if someone has a Galapagos tortoise in their house. <laughs> You know, maybe some uh, listener in uh, Ecuador has. There you go. You, you don't know, so we'd, we'd like to hear about that, too. So um, Just any kind of unusual pet or even not very unusual uh -huh, pet. Yeah, and what we can do is, um, you know, if we uh, like your ideas or you have an interesting story, uh, we'll call you up and you can be on the Talk show. Talk about them. Yep. How about that? We'd love that. It's easy to be part of the show. Just email us at bob at petliferadio.com. That's bob at petliferadio.com. Okay, uh, this is the uh, last part of the show now where um, we want to talk about a particular animal that we have. I mean, we've been doing that already, but... Uh, kind of with the eye towards recommending people that maybe this is the kind of pet you'd like to have. And I, I should mention right at the start that um, you don't have to go to a pet store to get a pet. You should try and find a local animal rehabber in your area if you can because um, there are a lot of animals that need homes. they need homes. And, you know, you don't have to pay money for animals. No. Uh, you, you can, you know. Um, and if we're being sponsored by a pet shop, I should say, uh, uh, by all means, pay money for a pet. But, but I mean, really. Uh, it's nice to help out somebody that has pets that needs homes. Yeah. Um, Howard is a ring-necked dove. And um, ring-necked dove is not native to North America. But, in fact, Peg Markle, we're going to hopefully do a show with her. She's the head of the Wildlife Rehab Center in Grand Rapids. She has two or three ring-necked doves that have just showed up because uh, they get loose. Got lo loose. And yeah, and so, you know, check animal rehabbers in your area or perhaps a humane society or animal shelter, or you just never know where you're going to find a, a nice bird that's that needs right. a home. That's right. And uh, I'm always interested that when people think of birds, they think of parakeets, they think of parrots, they think of lovebirds as pets. But um, you don't really hear much about doves as pets, do you? Not so much. No. And, and they make great pets. Yeah, they, they are absolutely wonderful. One of the, I, I wanted to talk about um, why Howard is such a good pet. Howard, our ring-necked dove. And, good natured. Yep, and that was, um, as we said before, that was our, uh, my first anniversary present from Linda. It was Howard. And um, yeah, he wasn't real outgoing at first in terms people of People just love the looks of him. Yeah. When, when people walk in the house, he's usually the first pet they notice. I don't know why. Yeah, he is. And um, He's a pretty bird. 
And he's uh, been a long-lived and healthy bird. He's had his... Uh, Little mishaps. He's had his mishaps and bouts of illness before, but um, he's tough. I mean... Mm -hmm. um, they, they come back, yeah. The, the problem with pet birds is that they tend to mask symptoms of an injury respiratory or, infection or anything like that you don't know about it for a long time yeah sometimes. you don't know if they have an injury or an you illness have to watch symptoms and a lot of times before the symptoms are really obvious it's too late mm -hmm. and I guess that's part of flock behavior where a bird would not something. want to stand out from the flock in the wild by showing that it was ill or injured that's right but Howard um, has been through a lot of life-threatening uh, illnesses and injuries and uh, he, he's just doing great he's about about 17? 16 and a half or so. I don't know how old he was exactly when we got him, but probably only a few months old. And he looks a lot like a morning dove, I guess you would say. Sort of a kind of buffy color. And he has... Pale beige with a black ring around his neck. Yep, it's almost he's like... He's larger than a morning dove. It's almost like he's wearing a black horseshoe on the back of his neck. The ring doesn't go all the way around. Pretty good sized bird. Now, what's great about a dove like Howard is that um, they have a very good disposition. Um, he's certainly not what you'd call a shy bird. No. But he's not at all aggressive with people. You're no. not going to get bit by a dove. No. Uh -uh. You might get really bit by a parakeet. It's amazing. A parakeet can nail you good, and mm -hmm. they hang on. But Howard, I don't think we've ever even, well, we get pecked a little bit now and then in a but friendly in a nice sort of way. way. Yeah, Howard. Um, he'll on, sit on your head or come on your shoulder. Yeah, if he likes somebody, he'll sit on their head or shoulder. Yeah, sometimes when he's in a good mood, he'll land on my shoulder and kind of give me little affectionate uh, pecks to my to neck. cheek or neck. Yep, yeah. and if I have a little piece of bread, I can hold it to him and, um, uh, you know, he'll eat that. Now uh, He likes corn at dinner time. Yep. Put it on on the counter and... Yeah, we let our birds fly around during the he day. He likes the parrot's food for a tree. For a short period of time, we let them out. Yeah, he does like the parrot's food. Um, Particularly throwing it all over the counter. Yeah, one yeah. one of his favorite things. Yeah. Um, he's... Uh, I had to laugh because um, I had a book on pet birds, and it described ring-necked doves as being very gentle with other birds. <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you talk about what Howard's favorite pastime is when the parakeets are out? Chasing them. Chasing And we them. used to have a little blue parakeet named Reggie, and that was his favorite uh, pal, was Reggie. And they would chase each other all over the dining room when they were out. Just, just love that. They'd sit up on the lamp, to, the overhead lamp together, just uh, chattering with each other, or on top of the refrigerator in the basket where I kept the clothespins, chattering to each other, their little daily conversation. Uh, very friendly, and just they just loved each other as friends. And then when we lost Reggie, we got another blue parakeet, and he's best friends with that parakeet. That's they do the same thing. They chase each other all over, and they have these little manly chats, and... Yeah, if, if you go to my website, bobtart.com, that's B-O-B-T-A-R-T-E.com, click on videos, and you will find a video of Howard and Harvey. And uh, it's very short, and I think you'll enjoy watching it. And um, so they're fairly amiable birds, and he does really like the parakeet. Oh, yeah, he does. And we had another ring-necked dove for a while, and they got to be uh, quite good friends. And um, I should say that uh, one of my favorite things is just how silly he is. He's very fun to watch because he is so silly. Mm -hmm. He definitely is. He likes to, when he gets out of his cage, he flies across the room. And the first thing he Ooh. does is he lands on a chair and he makes sort of a laughing sound. Flapping mm -hmm. um, his wings, doing this little hoot. Now, that's always sort of his... Uh, 
crowning moment of the day when he can land on the chair and do his little laugh. Mm -hmm. Well, Linda's effort... The other birds love him, too. Yeah. If he's in his cage, other birds are out, they come and light on his cage. So he's like the community center. Right. Don't know why. They just like him. But I wanted to say about your parrot, Dusty, that um, Dusty... African gray parrot is quite mischievous, I should say. I don't know. How do you say that? Mischievous? Mischievous? Aggressive is the word. <laughs> but uh, when um, Howard comes out of his cage and flies to the chair, just before he lands and is able to do his little laugh, Dusty does it instead. <laughs> Completely throws Howard off. and. Um, <laughs> well, it's like he's mocking him. Of course, he's mocking him. And we'll talk about Dusty in another show. He's, he's quite a character. And... Um, so I guess those are some of the reasons why um, we think uh, Howard, uh, you know, doves are good pets. They're just, they're fun to have around. They're not a lot of trouble. Howard stays in his cage most of the day. He gets out uh, in the afternoon for a couple hours. We have a very safe and secure room for him to fly around in. He interacts with the other birds, and then he goes back in the cage, and he'll either fly back in the cage on his own most of the time, or... Um, unlike parakeets and canaries and a lot of other birds, he's very easy to catch. We can just just walk up to him and cup our hands around him and put mm-hmm. him back. He doesn't resent it too much no, either. No, no. He loves the seed in other birds' cages better than his own. Oh, yeah. It's one of his favorite things is going into the parakeet's cage and throwing their food all over. Yeah, he got into trouble once when uh, we had our parrot, Stanley Sue. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was before we really uh, knew enough to uh, have the birds have separate out-of-cage times. And uh, Howard went into Stanley Sue's cage. To eat her food. To eat her food. Stanley took exception Very to it. Very possessive of her cage. Yeah, and she carved him up pretty Very nastily. Big. Well, about the size of a half dollars. Yeah, big injury on, on his, his back. back. And he had to go to the vet and... Uh, and have one of those Elizabethan collars put on for two weeks until the feathers grew back. Yeah, you've never seen something silly till you've seen a dove wearing an Elizabethan collar. Mm-hmm. We felt sorry for him in his cage all the time, so uh, we let him out once with that collar on, and he tried to fly. And I don't know how it happened, just the weird aerodynamics, but he actually flew backwards. <laughs> that's something you've never seen. So, so that's... That's pretty much it about Howard, and um, that's also pretty much it for uh, this episode of our what show. What about that one time he had a crop infection, and we were so worried that he'd never start eating again like he did and getting into Ollie's cage eating his food? And we, we always, uh, we really disliked him going and bothering Ollie's food all the time, but I'll tell you, we were so happy when after a couple, three days, he bolted over there and started eating Ollie's food again. We knew he was on the mend and that everything was okay again. And he'd had to make a late trip to the vet to get, uh, oh, many things done to get him better from that crop infection. But he fully recovered, and we were just thrilled to see him back to his old mischievous habit of getting into Ollie's food. That's right. That's right. He's a wonderful bird. And, he uh, is wonderful. I recommend the dove as a pet to anyone because it's a very easy bird and mm-hmm. uh, not too demanding. Very amiable. Yep. Okay, so that's about it. We're about out of time for this week's episode of What Were You Thinking? Um, we'd like to thank Pet Life Radio and uh, our producers. Uh, I'm your host, Bob Tart. And me, Linda. And Linda. Glad to meet you. And... Um, for information on my books, Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather, published by Algonquin Books at Chapel Hill, uh, including pages and pages of pet photographs and some very silly videos, visit bobtart.com. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. It's easy to be part of the show. Just email us at bob at petliferadio.com. 
That's bob at petliferadio.com. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.